Welcome back to On Your Mark, Get Set Review. Uh, I am today's host and former victor, Dylan Reed Miller. Uh, on, thank you, thank you. Um, today I have two contestants with me. On my right, contestant number one, it's Will. Howdy. How's it going? Hey. Going well, thank you. Show today, as I am most every day. Good to have you. Good to have you. And on my left, contestant number two, it's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm of here course. to promote my new movie. Uh, oh, do yeah. Do it to it. Comes down theaters nationwide next week. Is that is that like do okay. it to it? As in like two? Is it the sequel to do it to it? It's the second one it in is the series. The yeah. Um, today's episode is on the Beatles movie Help from the 1960s, uh, which is something I watched with my family when I was younger and had very fond memories of. It was kind of weird doing a rewatch. I have a lot of new thoughts on it now that I'm like older and more aware of things but like yeah but i still i still thought it was funny um but i will get into my things about it later so uh you guys what did you think well are you a big Beatles fan uh it's basically all i listened to for the first like i don't know 12 years of my life they might be giants in the beatles i can identify with that yeah so well are you a beat how do you pronounce their name? The Beatles. <laughs> the Rebels. Beatles. Seattle's. Oh, the Seattles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the Beatles a lot. I am a big fan, and I uh, I, I also watched this movie as a kid, and uh, really liked it as a kid. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, as a grown up, I'd say oh, I still liked it. Uh, it was, it was, you know, n- there's not a lot of substance to it. It's pretty much just kind of yeah, no. gag after gag <laughs> after gag. But uh, gags are. I'd say surprisingly for like a 60s movie, they do kind of, you know, they're still funny. Kind of hold up. Yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan as well. I've never seen uh, Help. I've seen A Hard Day's Night, like maybe for the first time three or four years ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was everyone's first Beatles album? Uh, Rubber Soul. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, My parents gave me the compilation album that came out like a few years ago, like a decade ago. Mm -hmm. One. And they also gave me Abbey Road. So Abbey Road, cool. nice album. It's... I would say Help is probably one of my favorites, just because I always really liked upbeat and snappy kind of music. So I was like, mm. I really She's liked it a got lot. She's got a but... ticket to rock ride. ride. I that on Help, so I think much. that's on Rubber Soul. Shut I don't up. know, it was, it was in, in the movie, movie so... so I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah, it was for the, the skiing, skiing sequence. Scene. Wow, well, looks like you're not a big Beatles fan, I watched this movie like two hours ago. <laughs> I watched this movie wow. literally 30 minutes ago <laughs> to shut your mouth. Uh, anyway. Yeah, does anyone have like a quick ranking of the albums we can go to? Like really fast? Uh, well, I'd say my favorites are probably Abbey Road and Revolver. Um, I can't think of many other albums that I really dislike. Um yeah, I don't think there's any album I would call from the Beatles bad. And they're, they're just such good songwriters that, you know, yeah. they got all their heads set. There's such, like, a varying style with a lot of them, too. So yeah. it's hard to put them against each other, really. Yeah, well, they... Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Abbey Road, Revolver, and Sgt. Pepper. From That's... what I gather, Revolver is the one that 
most people say is the best one. But like I said, I always had a certain fondness for help and for a hard day's night too. A hard day's night is great. Yeah. That's probably they my just, favorite early Beatles album before the switch. Yeah. yeah. I would say I it's maybe just because I listened to more of it as a kid, just like early Beatles stuff was more present in my life, so I'm more attached to it. But I do think it's all good, so whatever, I guess. All right. Uh, so everyone liked the movie, I take it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No complaints? Uh, well, Great. Let's all go on the games. <laughs> well, here's... I have, I have some complaints. Well, here's my... My first thought is, I can understand why people would not like it. It is very, like, that quirky kind of off-the-wall British humor. Like, they're not Monty Python by any means, but some of the gags reminded me of stuff that Monty Python does. That time, that like, the thing... Very absurd. The things with the... With, like, the part one over intermission. Oh, my God. And they're just them, the like, movie, bouncing. Like, that stuff felt very Monty All Python to All the title cards in the movie were my favorite parts. Yeah. And it also reminded me a little bit of, uh, this obviously came after, but uh, have you guys seen Look Around You with Peter Serafinowicz? Look Around You. Thanks, Uh, Dance. Dance. Yes, it's a a weird, like, pseudo-educational science show. And it reminded me a little bit of that at times, too. So I think that is just a very British kind of humor, and maybe... Maybe that's just not what people like, but Monty Python was my first comedy experience, so I like love them and love British humor a lot. Well, uh, Rich, so. Richard Lester, who directed this movie, uh, from what I have seen, is a very kind of uh, identifiable type of, of humor. Um, not not always mm-hmm. good. He, uh, he directed <laughs> Superman three. My favorite type of humor, not always a good. movie. Uh, he directed what? Superman Sorry, three. He also oh, a great the, movie. Uh, the worst parts of Superman two. <laughs> The best part, some might say. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about the part where the ice cream flies into someone's face <laughs> due to someone doing super uh, breath? Yeah, uh, someone on roller skates. That's the best part backwards. of the movie. <laughs> I, but it's like, he has a very kind of, very goofy. There's no seriousness mm-hmm. to his style, oh, that I can tell. I do have a Superman 3 story I wanted to tell. Okay, go for it. I went, when I was a kid, to a comic book shop, like when I was really young, like five or six. Mm-hmm. And they had Superman 3 playing on in the background. And this comic book nerd is getting into a really deep discussion. Like, it's not even starting out like a Superman movie. starting like a James Bond movie. What is this? <laughs> and I I don't know even how I remember that. It's so vivid to me because it's so weird. And it mm-hmm. seems so out of there. That's it. <laughs> the end. Okay. Cool. I... Okay, so my, my major complaint... Or my major question, I guess, not really even a complaint. Do you think that it was super racist? Because like, uh, it's the bad guys are like these weird stereotypes of like an uh, Eastern Indian religion. Cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to say. But then it's but then seems they also like have good natured in a way. But it's like so yeah. hard. And they're like, there there are a lot of these people. They have these kind of Indian accents, but they're not like in in. Blackface mm-hmm. or anything, and they're all played by yeah. mostly yeah. English actors. Uh, oh yeah, obviously. I don't know. It's it, it is um, definitely you know kind of yeah, on the. I know. It feels uncomfortable at times, but then it, yeah, you just don't. It doesn't feel like it would be racist. Because like, it because yeah. it at some points it almost felt to me like it was trying to be uh, almost satirical, but like I think that's giving it too much credit. 
But just like, especially the line that stuck with me that gave me that idea was when they're in Scotland Yard for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like talking to him and then he's like, they're a different religion from us, I think. (laughs) And like, he just didn't like, I don't know. It just, I was like, oh, that's like actually kind of interesting commentary. Like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking too much into it because I have a bad habit of doing that. No, I, I remember that line too. It was very funny too. Yeah, but but between yeah. that and like, and like the the Scotland Yard guy being like really cowardly and, and like, and also in that scene where he's like, you know, there's like, there's a good argument to be made that the police should be armed, <laughs> and like, it just felt like almost like a. I don't know, like a satire of of kind of that kind of activity. Well, like it's hard to uh, of xenophobia. Yeah, I guess it's hard to uh, put ourselves exactly in the kind of mindset uh, because, like the you know the British Empire had a or the, you know the British people had different kind of relationship with India. Oh, I don't know oh, why yeah. I didn't think about this at all because now I'm thinking about it like oh no, um, yeah, now it's starting to get really thing. bad right now. But I, I don't know. There's just not enough like out and out like mockery. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely kind it, of it, cashing in on some weird stuff, but yeah. I don't think it's really. I just think it's yeah. really kind of just ribbing, basically. Yeah. It yeah. feels like they're nudging them. I was like, hey, guys, come on. We're all friends here. Hey. Yeah, and also it yeah. felt so like the. It was it was clearly not a religion, like, or not clearly yeah. not a religion, but I picked up that it was more of like this dude's cult than yeah, any kind of religion. Of, it's like a farce. Basically. It's actually like. Yeah, because he was like. Well, you. If he was like, if there's no more congregation, there's no more me. Like, it was yeah. very, I don't know. There this was definitely no need to yeah. make them in This India, movie but. was very silly. I don't know if we need to say that. Yeah. Silly, silly, silly. Uh, apparently, so the Beatles really didn't have a lot of input in this movie, I guess. Apparently, they spent mm-hmm. most of the production just kind of stoned out of their minds. Yeah, I just read that <laughs> Wikipedia, too, which is blowing my mind. Where they're on the ski, we're running from the bomb. Apparently, Paul and John ran very far away over the hill <laughs> oh and God. just smoked a joint. Nice. Which is amazing. Yeah. And it feels weird because it does feel like the Beatles did have something to say in it, too. Because, you know, wasn't this around the time they were going yeah, to India? It was like right before they I went know. to India. Uh-huh. It did have a lot of like, it, it, it felt like it got. Their person, like some of their personalities, or like at least the ideas of their personalities, they were making fun of themselves. And yeah. like the, oh, like when he gets, when George gets winked at, or was it John? When the girls wink at him, he's like, oh, they used to always wink at yeah. you, Paul. Like <laughs> lots of people are winking at me now. Like they seem to have, maybe that's just, it was written as a preconceived notion of who they are, but well, like. Paul kind of had a reputation, or he was sort of pushed as like, I mean, they were all young the, guys. The ladies, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I know that much, but I was like, I wasn't sure if, like, that had just been assigned to them or if they were really, like... It also comes at a really interesting time in the career because this is right before Rubber Soul, which is mm-hmm. pretty much the big switch in the career. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to see the development, basically, of them getting more into more cultures and more into different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's also a fun parody of James Bond movies. Yeah. <laughs> There's that great uh, chart, the car chase in the beginning, and it has music that sounds really just lifted right out of a James Bond yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is definitely a, just a very, it's just very goofy, and I just have so many good memories of watching it, and even though I have a lot of, like, trepidations now that I'm like, oh, I don't want to like things that are super racist or problematic or whatever... 
Like I still I can't. Think this comes out it much never f- better than say Candy did, which we covered. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can't wait to hear everyone's reaction to Candy when that comes out. Oh boy, yeah, it's no spoilers, please. Yeah, it's is very it, much a. Um, is it super racist? Uh, it's very troubling. <laughs> It's a lot of things. Oh, it's a lot of things. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Oh boy, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it definitely wasn't enough to make me uh, say I don't like it anymore. Um, there's also the thing where um, they go to the like the Indian place and, and it's all white guys and it's and it's all English people yeah. and they're like, so wait, none, you're all English? And they're like, I think we. Have one guy, but like, yeah, that scene was really funny how they were kind of knocking everybody out, yeah, completely. Yeah, and everyone's getting choked out, and the Beatles are completely yeah, oblivious to what's going on. And all that, yeah, all people, <laughs> yeah. So that was like another, like, I felt like thing that put me back on the like, eh, is it really, or is it trying to make fun of that whole thing where people are, I don't know, romanticizing that kind of notion or exoticizing rather, yeah. like the East. I don't know. Uh, what was everyone's favorite part of the movie? Like everyone's favorite gag. Uh, I th- I think it was that that break to the intermission where it was part one. Of both <laughs> That's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the part two begins and it goes right yeah. to part three, which is yeah, later that evening. Uh, was that like I, one of the first jokes of its time too? Thinking about it, I don't know. Uh, because I can't think of many jokes that were like that around that time. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm educated. Maybe Mighty Python's the only thing I can think of, really, that could do that. Well, yeah. apparently this is also uh, drawing a lot of... Oh, the Goon Squad? Um, oh, yeah, Mark mm. Soup and what have Duck you. Soup. Interesting. And there's some TV show they were doing at the same time, too. Uh, yeah, the Goon something. Yeah, sorry. I don't watch British television. I'm American, goddammit. <laughs> the Goon Show. My favorite part. I really liked uh, the the woman who was like in the cult but was actually helping them. Yeah, and she's winking at the camera the whole time. I know. I really liked her. I liked how she she felt like a especially for a sixties thing, like a like a woman with some kind of agency, which was really interesting to me. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Actually, like she fooled them pretty thoroughly and was like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep helping these people. She's kind of like the Bugs Bunny of the movie, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's my fem, it's my boiling feminist rage coming back that I'm always going to be the most interested in, like, the whatever whatever thing for a female character we, we can get. Yeah, well, like, she wasn't just, like, an, an object. She had a, a purpose. Yeah, she yeah. actually had a character. Even the daughter, even, or even her sister, who was the original sacrifice, like, she's barely in it, but, like, she went against this whole cult thing and mailed off the ring to Ringo. Like, <laughs> like it just felt like oddly non-objectifying for a lot of it, uh, which was super weird to me because I was not expecting that going back and watching a... There was the thing during Another Girl where they're like playing the girl like yeah, a guitar yes. that I was like, oh, what are you doing? What is this? <laughs> but I have to say... Beyond that, I was like, yeah, as oh. much as I love uh, uh, Beatles music, I think they probably could have uh, excised or at least cut down on or one of two of the musical interludes. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> the studio one, which is kind of out of nowhere. It's like, okay, let's yeah, let's move it along here, guys. Come on. Yeah, that one ended kind of funny though, because they're the the chainsaw going through the floor <laughs> and 
It was you, you naughty boy. There's a, another great gag in the movie is where they're debating whether to go back for her or not. And they're just, yeah. just riding their bikes along. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul gets off his bike and he whistles for it to come here and then the bike just falls down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and another gag I Funny, wild I like stuff. Was, uh, uh, when they're first trying to uh, get the ring from Ringo and they have the super powered uh, uh, well it's supposed to be like a air, uh, hand dryer it's like a vacuum and it's oh, yeah. oh that's <laughs> and all their clothes just yeah. go yeah, really <laughs> oh I also I also really like um, when they're going down the when the scientist tries to get Ringo off the sled it's literally just the four of them piled up on the oh, sled yeah. going ho 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 <laughs> Like what's happening? What is yeah, this? Yeah, there was a, a well choreographed little bit there where there's they kind of haul him off the sled from the the travel lift. Or, yeah. Yeah, as you were saying before, well, for a bunch of gags from like the sixties, it really does mm-hmm. hold up. It's still fun and wacky in original in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I think I'm conditioned. I st- no, go ahead. I, I I still think it's funny, and I have discovered with a lot of things from my childhood that I don't think they're funny anymore. So name I'm glad one. that name I... me two things. Oh, stop. No, no, seriously. Name me two things you don't find funny anymore. Oh God. Married with children. Listen, it's not like an, it's not like an off the top of my head kind of thing. No, shush. Oh, uh, just funny. a lot of like shows that I, God damn it. I don't know. They're probably better than even I'm remembering. But like, Is they cartoons? I didn't see. I didn't watch that many because my mom <gasps> is not a big fan of TV. Um, so mostly the things that I watched were The Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab, uh, which I so think are they, still yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, you didn't and see I garbage this, like uh, Real Monsters then? No, no. Um, Oof, rough, but I think that um, just a lot of things I'm like really... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to talk about the things that I'm ashamed to have said that I liked for like a month, so I'm not going to. But um, even like, I know this is kind of blasphemous to say, but like, because I never got access to SpongeBob, I thought it was really funny whenever I could watch it, but I just don't like it that much, really, when it comes down to it. Wait, old SpongeBob or new SpongeBob? Uh, I guess I don't really know what the difference is. There's the three seasons... Oh my god, I'm such a fucking nerd. There's the three seasons before the There's the three seasons before the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie was the last time the showrunner, Steven Hellenberg, whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. He left the show and most of his writers left the show. Mm-hmm. And then basically a bunch of new writers took over the show. And that's new SpongeBob. We Got don't it. we don't talk about new SpongeBob. <laughs> I I'm guessing that probably is what it is, because I was watching older SpongeBob when I was younger and then yeah, whenever I see it today, I'm like, what? Yeah, don't bother. It's new SpongeBob, SpongeBob when it's really like 12 years of accumulated SpongeBob episodes. <laughs> I'm old. Shut up, Will. It's all new to me. But yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really know that many specifics, but like, uh, and up. I see it a lot with my own. Actually, even my own work. I I made a pilot a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, it's so funny. Like, I I thought it was funny every time I watched it, which is amazing. And then I showed it to someone pretty recently, and I was like, this is not as funny as I remember it being. Sure. <laughs> I can relate to that. I yeah. yeah, I made something on the internet years ago, and then I look back at it, and I'm like, 
Oh my god, this is clearly the work of an 18 year old. Yeah, I didn't write it or anything, and the and um, the the girl who did write it is still very funny, obviously. But um, it's to, just like trying what? to throw up blame here, aren't you? No, no, no. I'm just saying I I was the producer, so I like had very little impact on the actual creation. Okay. I just organized okay. it for other people to make. But it's just something that I remember being really, really proud of. And then I watched it again. I'm like, it's still pretty good, but it's like not as like. I don't know why. I'm not going to show it off again, you know? Well, you, put it, you put it in like a cupboard and go, that can wait. So I think think of uh, uh, the Beatles and all the shows, that the thousands of shows they played before ever making it to any sort of airwaves. And they had so much time to oh, yeah. find their technique and, uh, and, and know uh, we, are, we see the kind of culmination of, of how great the Beatles were and not their, their kind of form. Yeah, form yeah. Of, uh, where did they? Oh, no, like, what I was the place they played at again? Uh, in, in in Germany, I think. Uh, yeah. In addition to a lot of other places, but they had some kind of uh, gig at some. Yeah, local local yeah. place. Have you guys heard any of the really weird Beatles conspiracies? I Paul assume you dead. have, but uh, Paul's dead. Yeah. Yeah. The worst one, I would say. The worst one. Uh, I've actually seen Paul McCartney. In person. Oh, you did? Did you get to oh, touch yeah. him? Yeah. What? Did you get to touch him? Yeah, yeah. I went to the Colbert Report. Um, no, I didn't. He was I want to touch away. his lovely face. Um. Mm, hang on, I had what? a thing up. It well, was almost wait, wait. one of the games. I, I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Was he dead? Does his skin appear to be rotting? Oh my god. Uh. There's a lot of them. Like I, I googled it because I almost made it one of the games. Um, but I was like, I don't think I can think of enough clever ones to make a game out of this. Um, Does he really have to? Does he really have to? Does he really have to? There's Sorry, a lot of really one weird part ones. of A Day in the Life I remember the most when it plays the, all the clips at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually one, there's a conspiracy theory that everyone but Paul has died and been replaced. Uh, when? Uh, 1963, on the cover of With the Beatles, Ringo's face is not in line with the other fabs. Clearly a clue that Ringo on this album is a different form. <laughs> what? Oh my god, the thing. Oh, it's a typo. Is is different from the others, not oh, a different form. I thought he was like a different form. <laughs> Obviously, he had died between the first two albums. 1964, on the cover of A Hard Day's Night, George is the only Beatle with his back to the camera in any of the photos. And he's the one with a cigarette which is a symbol for a coffin nail. What? 1966, on Revolver, John Number 2 sings the song I'm Only Sleeping. Sleep is, of course, a metaphor for death, like in Hamlet. These are not reaching at all. These are clearly well uh, research ideas. Uh, There's also a theory that the Beatles were just characters who were played by actors. There's one that the Illuminati created the Beatles to control the youth and reshape their personalities. Uh, there's apparently a person who thinks the Beatles conspired to kill Pete Best, the original drummer. They, they all took a bite out of him. <laughs> there's one that they have a hidden bunch of songs that they never released, but would if they needed money, which was he confessed, the person who made it up confessed to it being a hoax, but fans have refused sure. to believe him. He was paid <laughs> off by the Beatles. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, I love it. It's so weird, and I love it. There, can, there cannot be any more Beatles songs not left uncovered by this point. Yeah, it would be crazy 
if there were some that haven't resurfaced at this point. Yeah, I feel like anything they'd made would come yeah. out, you know? Especially when they remastered the catalog so many times at this point. So many times. Uh, well, here's the titles, apparently, of those songs. Hang on. Uh, Colliding Circles. Left is Right and Right is Wrong. Uh, deck Chair. Wait, what? And deck Chair. Oh, uh, if I said Dick Chair, I'm like, whoa. No, Deck Chair. Edgy. And Pink Litmus Paper Shirt. See, these don't even sound like real Beatles songs to me. I don't know how people believe that to begin with. So, that sounds fake. And we will ignore it accordingly. Well, it's been admitted to be a fake. Uh, I just think they're funny. I don't know. They are hilarious. And because it was almost a game, I felt like I should at least bring them up. Oh, this should have been a game. That would have been fun. I know, but I wasn't sure that I could come up with enough conspiracy theories. You can make fake ones, which is most fun. I know, I know. Not all of us Uh, are filled with boundless creativity as you are, Andrew. Why don't you eat an asshole? Hey, hey, hey. I pretty much am. I just did this. I did this. I did these games today, okay? I think it's pretty much what everyone does. (laughs) The the games, the same day. It's definitely a I almost... Another game idea was I was gonna. I don't know if you guys know anything about curling. Nope. But I, but I almost did a game about curling too. Nah, I don't know about that. Which of these is a real curling term? That would have been a good one. Nope. I, I yeah. Help was. You know, it'd been a good one. Will foot up your ass. Help was. I believe my first uh, exposure to curling. It's a very strange part. <coughs> my joke dead on the floor. Not a joke. Like childhood. My childhood best friend's little sister played curling. Hmm. See, it's a better story than yours, yeah. Will. Yeah. Why don't you uh, take a cue from Dylan? Not related to the movie. <laughs> yeah, Will, be interesting like me. Fuck you. Yeah. Not all stories can be winners like my Superman 3 story. <laughs> oh. Do you guys want me to tell it again? Uh, <clears throat> I, I think I can safely. All right, so I walked into the... I'm five or six. I walked into the comic book store. And there they had the opening of Superman 3. How, how's the rest of the story? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Richard Pryor uh, skis off the side of a building. Oh, okay. What, what else happened? Can, well, can you tell me the whole plot to Superman 3? <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember uh, there was a lot of Richard Pryor, and there's one. All right, I don't care anymore. Let's move on. Uh, so uh, everyone liked the beat, the beat, the beat tones. Uh, uh, yeah, it was yeah, uh, very fun. It's my first time watching it, so I think everything held up pretty much well for me because you know I'm seeing new new eyes, and I'm appre- I appreciate it a lot because you know I like the Beatles a lot, and it was nice to see them hang out and talk. I seen a hard day's night, and I love that. Yeah, I just haven't seen help. Has anyone else seen Magical Mystery Tour? I've seen all of them. I think yeah. I liked Magical Mystery Tour too. I think it's no Yellow Submarine. Help Is was it? always the Help was always the most special one to me, uh, but Yellow Submarine's really good too. Yellow Submarine kind of freaked me out. I'll be honest. Well, the I was watching it when fucking, I was young. That's really fucking weird. It's a really weird movie. Yeah, it's so cool though. The, all the the holes. That's cool. Mm. Oh no, it's it's a cool yeah. movie, and I should rewatch it really because I bet I'd appreciate it more now. But I just bad. remember it freaking the shit out of me as a kid so i think it's between that hard day's night for the best beatle movie which is the one mm-hmm. uh with all the people doing covers of beatles songs N- not not the 
That's the one. That's uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper, Pepper, isn't it? Sergeant Pepper. That's a really weird. Movie. That's that's left best unsaid about. <laughs> I, I've seen the the Steve Martin clip of him singing uh, Maxwell Silverhammer, and it is. Yeah. Time I wish I could get back. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, Steve Martin? Yeah, he. The he Steve Martin. Maxwell Silverhammer. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't really sing it. He uh, he sort of talk talk sings it, a la Shatner. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> no, oh, I don't boy. want that. No. <laughs> Why would anyone make something like this? He's in, uh, oh, what's he in that I did like? I mean, lots of things, obviously, but Wait, a musical Steve. thing that he did. Steve Martin? I think so. Yeah, Bluegrass. He's amazing. That's not what I was thinking of. Nah, I like a movie musical or something. Oh, I, Little Shop of Horrors. That's, right. that's what I was thinking of. I like him in Little Shop of Horrors. That's what I was thinking of. Seymour's amazing in pretty much anything that's not made this decade. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Shock Roll. That was all right. I and don't know. So was Nova Kane. The end. Okay. I can't remember <laughs> the last like new Steve Martin movie I've seen. Uh, uh, oh, it's complicated. Uh, oh, I remember. It's uh, Looney Tunes back in action. I Oof. great movie, <laughs> except for Steve Such Martin. My <laughs> some of my strongest memories of Steve Martin. My mom really loved the Muppet Show, so I've seen every episode of the Muppet Show so many times. Not and enough, I, if you ask me. And I think that's. M- my strongest memories of Steve Martin related things are from that. He's so great in the Muppet movie too. Yeah. Who, who, what was he in, in the Muppet? Oh, he was the waiter. I love right? Muppets. He's the waiter. Yeah. I love Muppets. I love them so much. Miss Piggy is an inspiration to us all. You can learn a lot everyone, from Miss Piggy. Everyone should take as little shit from people as she does. If only we could be as passionate and driven. We would, right? <laughs> when she hits people, it's amazing. Yeah, um, I'm in. Seriously? I want to be as strong a misandrist as Miss Figgy someday. Life goals. Uh, have you seen the Muppet Show 3D? Mm-mm. In Disney World? It's amazing. It's a life-changing event. I've actually never been to Disney World. I've been to Disneyland, but only when I was little. Well, uh, this is the fun fact of the show. Will might be coming to Florida very soon. Yay! Will, do you want to go to Disney World or Universal Studios? Uh, oh. On-air question. Live, live answer. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, which which is better. We might have to get off camera for this because <laughs> there's a lot to discuss. Thanks for not inviting me, Andrew. Fuck you. You're invited. Come down. Uh, maybe. You have two months. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, no, if it's in March, that's when my birthday is. I can't do that in March. That's the most perfect time to come to Disney World. But. I don't know. We'll see if my family is coming to visit me. Wait, anyway. Steve Martin's family? <laughs> yes, Steve Martin's family. Not Steve Martin himself, though. <laughs> my mom, have I said this? I might have said this on the show before, but my mom knows Ty Burrell's family. She's Close Facebook enough. friends with his sister. <laughs> is Ty Burrell coming? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he bringing the whole modern family gang with him? <laughs> Uh, with uh, Ed O'Neill from Married with uh, Children, yes, closing the loop. <laughs> yeah, Ty Burrell's the best part of the family. Let's be honest. 
Ty uh, Burrell is the best character from Modern Family. Ty Burrell is so funny fucking guy. adorable. Hey, you know Anyways. what? Great role in the Muppets Most Wanted, too. Bring it around wow, again. Closing mm-hmm. tons of loops here. We might as well move on to games. Ooh, Should game we? time. Uh, any final thoughts on the Beatles? Uh, oh. Well, I, I would just like to say that I feel like I'm so preconditioned to, like, uh, comedies of this era being kind of icky, and I was glad that this one, upon revisiting, was not too bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it also, yeah, it made me really happy to to have it be as kind of lighthearted and enjoyable as it as it was when I was a kid. Uh, and now I kind of re- want to rewatch the other ones. So we'll see if I end up doing that, maybe. Yeah, watching this made me really appreciate the Beatles more. And it was just so fun and goofy that I really enjoyed it. Cool. Fun watching all the, fo- the Fab Four, the local lads from Liverpool just hanging around. Mm-hmm. Great. Talking, of course, about YouTube. Oh. Um, the Veg. R.I.P. Uh, Larry Clayton, 2,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Adam Clayton, 2,000 pounds. My mistake. <laughs> okay. Larry, Larry Clayton Sr. Clay, Clay, 2,000. Great. Perhaps we should uh, move on from this bit cribbed from another podcast. Yeah, do y'all want to, like, play the games now? <laughs> Yes, let's get these games on. Okay. Oh, do we have any recommendations? Oh, yeah. What are you guys uh, playing for yeah, today? Yeah, well, well why, why don't you go uh, first? Uh, I, I'm going to recommend uh, <clears throat> uh, Wolfgang Peterson's submarine drama, Das Boot. Uh, okay. Gross. And I'll watch. Uh, uh, I'm going to save mine for the end. I'll let it be surprised. Uh, okay. It'll be surprised to even me. <laughs> okay. I'll give you some time to think about it. All right. It's game show time. Whoa. Stop dropping things on the floor, Andrew. Um, are, are you ready? Wait, I'm ready. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Don't interrupt my drum roll. I need to get a drink. Fine. Cut and paste. Cut. Let's just keep this in, Will. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners will love it. We can chat about how much we hate Andrew. Yeah, what a dick. What a tool. Fuck you, Andrew. Um, oh, so you're going to Florida, though. That's cool. Yeah. I, Is it like for sure you got your tickets I, and shit? I do not have tickets yet. Uh, we're still kind of working oh, the dates okay. out. I was trying yeah. to <laughs> best deal possible. but uh, yeah, 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 always. <laughs> Plane flights are so expensive. I'm like, I'm just going to stop visiting home unless my mom sure. pays for it still, yeah. you know? Well, tickets to Florida from New York aren't so bad. It's mm-hmm. Portland is. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. West Coast is terrible. Oh, no, I know, because I'm, I'm saying flying home is a pain in the ass. Oh, that's right. You, really you, your family lives in Seattle, right? Yeah, exactly. Oof. Ouch. You can visit Will next time you go. Yeah, because I Yay. live in Seattle. <laughs> You live in Portland. Well, was, You're only two hours I was, away. I was Dude. in Portland. I was in Portland for Thanksgiving, but it was Thanksgiving, so well, we didn't. You could have. I didn't message you, but sure. didn't, didn't invite me over for next time. Family Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> it's really Will's fault. If you think be about so it. insulted. I'm the worst friend. <laughs> Hey listeners, if you want to contact us at On Your Market Set Review, you can find us at onyourmarketsetreview.wordpress.com, email us at thinwhitedudes at gmail.com, 
can also visit us at our Facebook page, interact with your favorite contestants, and give us the most scathing flames that we truly deserve. You can also find us on iTunes. Now, back to the show. Anyway. All right, so we start. Are we ready now? Yeah. Okay. Yay! Game one! Grand prize vending machine. Which one of these things can you get in vending machines? Inspired by that thing that Ringo tried to get a sandwich out of when they were in their house. Did they also shoot oranges at them? It did, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I want that in my house. So I'm going to tell you the place. And then I'm going to tell you four things that you might be able to get in vending machines in that place. And one of them is real and three of them are not. Cool, cool. Okay. You ready for this, everybody? Accept your rules. All right. Question one. In France, can you get A, frog legs, B, baguettes, baguettes, C, escargot, or D, foie gras in vending machines in France? Can you define what the last one is? Foie gras, it's like goose liver thing. It's a delicacy, it is I think. An unethically produced uh, 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 delicacy in which you force feed it. I think we could safely rule that one out well. What French we people are weird. Yeah. No offense, French people. They don't listen to the show, so you know what? Okay. Fuck you, French people. Wow. Taking a stand here. Uh, I'm going to say uh, you can get a baguette in a French okay. machine. I'm going to have to agree with Will because I feel like the others don't have great shelf life compared to <laughs> yeah. a baguette. Uh, y'all are right. It's baguettes. Starting out with the easy ones. Uh, number two. Oh, I should keep note of who gets what right. Uh, okay, cool. Um, number two. In America... Can you get A, birthday cakes, B, apple pie, C, ice cream in scoops, so not the little bars, Okay. or D, pecan pie? Um, Will. Well, well, you uh, first. Are these? Uh, I, I imagine there's got to be uh, vending machines out there that contain the hostess uh, uh, pies in a, in a sleeve. Oh, no, I'm talking like... Fresh baked okay. pie. Uh, I'm going to guess. Uh, while ice cream seems like a, a pretty novel uh, novelty that would probably exist in some vending machine somewhere, I'm going to say birthday cake because it would be some kind of thing that you could just kind of plug your, you know, whoever's birthday into into a machine that does it. Well, I don't think. America wants a robot making them a birthday cake. I think America wants a personalized cake. They don't want some nonsense. They don't want some machine. They want human hands. I'm going to have to say it's got to be ice cream because we have the technology to do this. This is not out of the ordinary. We've done this before. We've gone to the moon. America has put a man up on the moon. We can make ice cream in a vending machine. I'm going to have to go with ice cream. All right. Uh, Andrew was so close. There used to be an ice cream vending machine in America, but it is gone now. Uh, the correct answer is pecan pie. Oof. You can get it in Texas. 
So at least I was close. I knew I knew we had a technology that that we proves I'm right in spirit. Cream on the moon. We can eat it from a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. A question number three. In Singapore, can you get a baked potatoes, b French fries, c mashed potatoes, or d hash browns? Mm. Well, do you know anything about the eating culture of Singapore? <laughs> uh, I would say they probably have uh, closer to uh, Asian uh, food than than uh, American food, but I would say that French fries are probably <laughs> enough of a novelty to them that they would eat it out of a vending machine. French fries, mashed potatoes, and what was the last one? Sweet potatoes? Hash browns. Hash browns, and then B was what? B was French fries, A was baked potatoes. Oh, my mistake. Excuse me, Your Highness. Uh, oof. French fries... It seems like it would be French fries, but then they have to be freshly cooked, but then so is mashed potatoes. I'm gonna have to go with hash browns. I feel like going against the grain here. I know Will might be right, but you know what? You are both wrong. It is mashed uh, potatoes. Ah, fuck. You can get French fries other places, but Singapore, it's mashed potatoes. There's just some, you just get mashed potatoes you can get like gravy or whatever it's crazy probably the rehydrate any machines are so weird speaking of that does anyone care for gravy with their mashed potatoes uh, uh no i just put butter and salt like, on mine i just have my, I like my mashed potatoes regular mm. I, I, I will eat mashed potatoes regular but you know i like making a little well mm-hmm. pouring a little gravy in there all part of a good fucking disgusting mm-hmm. who the fuck <laughs> you think you are well we all have Different, different tastes than tastes. Yeah, I'm not the real exotic. Defects, some might say. Hmm. Yeah. Will's Will's a defective model. Let's send him back. Burn him. Burn him. Burn him. That's what you did, defective. Yeah. Can we just reset him to factory settings? Or? No, safe for to burn him. Okay. Okay. We'd hate for the Will bots to rise up. Oh my god, yeah, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Our eyebrows would destroy us all. Marching across the globe. Eyebrow game too strong. All right, you guys ready? Question four. In Hong Kong, can you get A, umbrellas, B, medical face masks, C, raincoats, or D, snow boots? I'm going to say face masks. That's mm-hmm. why I was laying two two face masks. The only other one it could be an umbrella, but I but think I it's deal a face with mask. all the yeah. Uh no, you can get those in Taiwan, but not in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is umbrellas. God damn it, well. Yes. You colored my response there. I thought it was face masks. Depending on me. But then I also thought it was umbrellas, and it's your fault. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong. Uh okay. Question five. In the Netherlands, can you get A tulip seeds? B Bikes, C, wooden shoes, or D, cheese? Uh, I'm going to say bicycles because they are a very, I I believe they have the highest bikes per capita, at least in Europe. I feel like cheese would be very hard to have a vending machine. It's like a block of cheese, it's like a piece of cheese, too hard. Bikes, I don't think, I feel like they would be vending machinized, 
but it wouldn't be typical. It wouldn't be like obviously in the vending machines we know. The Deutschland has obviously, you know, gotten better technology than us. They figured this out. Deutschland is Germany, not the Netherlands. (laughs) 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 It's all in Europe. It's all the same to me. As I was saying, the Deutschland. As I was saying, the Deutschland. uh, I would say we have bicycles. All right. You're both right. It is bicycles. They have like a renting bikey thing. Yeah, I think I've seen that. That's like city bikes, but more like mm-hmm. cool. And it's like this big like cage and you just like pull the bikes out. It's really funny. Go look it up. It looks really cool. Uh, all right. I went with kind of a tame one for this question. So uh, in Japan, the, qu- the oh, no. queen of weird... No, no, I went with a tame one, I said. Oh, please. The queen of Thank weird you. places where you can get things in vending machines. You can really machines. get anything in a can you get... in Japan, can you? Right? We'll yeah. talk about... I'll wait to the questions are uh, the actual, you know, multiple choices, but I have so much to say about their vending machines. Can you get A, turnips, B, onions, C, leeks, or D, lettuce? I'm just glad we didn't go with the obvious answer, which was, you know, soiled panties? girls' panties. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's real. Why do you think you it's can also get like You can get, like, live crabs and shit in vending machines there. Oh, that's cool. That Japan is so but much more like, advanced than us. Fresh vegetables are weird, so, like, to get out of a vending machine. So I figured that's an all right what one to ask. Again? A, turnips. B, onions. C, leeks, or D, lettuce? Uh, I'm going to go with leeks. I feel like leeks are a bigger part of Japanese cuisine than the others. Really? You're going to steal my fucking answer? <laughs> I was going to guess leeks, too, because, I mean, that's the only other thing I could think of that uh, the Japanese people would enjoy. It's lettuce. Really? I, yeah, oh, that was lettuce. the one I was least expected. I know. That's why. That's why I did this. <laughs> Japan, I am the master. Japan, you have astounded me yet again. First with yeah. robots, now with lettuce. It's actually that's a really interesting looking vending machine. I looked at it. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's really cool. But yeah, you can get all sorts of weird shit in Japan. But I was like, I'm just gonna go with a kind of tame one. Yeah, I feel like that'll kill people. Because Japan is weird. You're weird, Japan. Yeah, lots of weird. Go to bed. My roommate is Japanese, and she was telling me that she didn't like pizza because pizza in Japan is like really weird, and you put really weird yeah, stuff on it. Oh, she yeah. lives in New York with you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, she likes pizza God. here. She likes oh, pizza here. Okay, I'm about, to, I'm about to have a heart attack. But she was saying she didn't realize that pizza was not that weird thing that Japanese people eat. <laughs> I feel like the bread is not as solid as here. Like the crust is not mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as good anywhere as it is here in New York. Where all yeah, the- I know. Trust me. <laughs> I'm having withdrawal symptoms right now. Mm. Well, you can come back anytime. You can crash on my couch. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, also, uh, we can... All right. Crying, crying <laughs> I just want to mention that I hear that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken on Christmas is a big thing in Japan, and I think that's very interesting. <laughs> that's amazing. Sorry for interrupting. The old KFC. Um, I hope I forgot when I made this game that Will was from Portland, so this one may be uh, easy for him. Luckily, oh, he's no. my first no. one, so, so if he knows the answer. God damn it! What's that? I said the odds weighted my favor, just the way I like it. What was but your you're recommendation going first. again, Will? Hmm? 
What was your recommendation uh, again? Das Boot. Oh, fucking loose. A three-hour <laughs> long submarine movie. No. But he's also going first, so Andrew can just guess the same thing as him. So. Well, we could have Andrew. I feel like it's still fair. Switch it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we should switch it up, because I did go first. He is right. We can switch for the next game if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Let's switch it okay. up. Okay. Oh, we're not in the next game yet? Oh, no, 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 no. This is just the oh, last answer. This is the last I answer. going to be a whole uh, yeah. kind of gauntlet of questions. Oh, no. It's not a whole game on Portland. It's just the last question for this game. It's all about Portland. All right. Number seven. In Portland, Oregon, can you get A, scarves, B, guitar strings, C, brunch, or D, microbrew? <laughs> oh, I know what this. What were the first three options? Scarves, guitar strings, and brunch. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I was hoping you were going to say books because you can't. There is a book uh, printing uh, machine down at Powell's, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say brunch. Mm-hmm. Andrew, I think this is a trick. Well, I think you went with the wrong one here, buddy. I think uh, I want to say microbrew. Mm-hmm. But then you need an ID, because obviously, mm-hmm. 20 or older, mm-hmm. so they want to have a vending machine for cards. So. I'm going to have to say, not scarves, what was B again? Guitar strings. It's definitely not guitar strings. Who would have that? I'm going to ride your coat feathers again, well, I'm going to have to say brunch. It's guitar strings! Yay! Fuck! <laughs> oh, I love the idea of getting brunch from a vending machine, I though. I would it's totally so vague, it. it has to be right. So I would use that vending machine. Capitalize on that. I would use that vending machine so hard. I love brunch. Alright, so that's been game one. Y'all are tied because you answered basically the same thing every time. So you're both tied at two points. Uh, you ready for game number two? Hey, I'm not sure about Andrew. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, I'm here. I'm not game looking two. up my recommendation at all. Game two is called History is Terrifying. History. Um, so this this one was inspired by that bit near the end where they're like on the beach with the girls after another girl, and they go, you want to play like whatever game? And they just start like shuffling around making weird noises. I was like, what the fuck are they even doing? <laughs> so this one is, which of these is the actual name of this game from history? Most of them are from Victorian London. Or Victorian England. So, here I'm going to give you the description of the game, and then four possible titles for this game. One of them's the actual title, the other ones are... Mostly things I got from a website about Victorian slang, so. Uh, Some of them I made up, most of them are that. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. All right, game number one. Fill a bowl with brandy, put several raisins or plums in the bowl, and let them sink to the bottom, and then light the brandy on fire. Retrieve the raisins from the bottom of the inferno without burning yourself too badly. I'm scared. Is this game called A, Dante's Inferno, B, Mind the Grease, C, Gas Pipes, 
or D, Snapdragon? Will? Or Andrew's going first. I'm going first. Fuck you, Will. Ride my coattails, motherfucker. This is from Britain, right? I think, (coughs) excuse me. I think most of these are from Victorian England, yes. I feel like we're going to get kind of classical here. Someone mm-hmm. has to go Dante's Inferno. They want to keep it classy, but not too classy. Uh, yeah, I was also going to say Dante's Inferno. Uh, I'm sure you were, motherfucker. Uh, deep into the fiery pits. The actual answer is Snapdragon. I that sounds like up. really dirty, too. I'm yeah. very uncomfortable with that term. I put Dante's Inferno in there of my own volition, and I thought it was really funny. Now you get to make fun of us, because that's why I love doing, making fun of people who make my dumb (laughs) Y'all are so bad at this game. Fuck you guys. Shut up. Okay. Game number two. It is a two-player game where the players blindfold each other, hold out one hand each, and lay on their stomachs. They then hold a rolled-up newspaper and call out a certain phrase. The other player replies with their phrase, and then the player, these are predetermined phrases, but I can't tell you what they are because it might give away the answer. So, And then the player who, who said the first phrase tries to hit the other player in the head with the newspaper. That is it. That is the whole game. Is it A, are you there, Moriarty? B, nosebagger. <laughs> C, aristocrat and pauper. Or D, Marco Polo. I'm about to go with B. I don't remember the name, but it sounded right at the time. Nosebagger. Yeah, Nosebagger. Are you there, Moriarty? Uh, Will is correct. Are you apparently, fucking kidding me? Apparently the Sherlock Holmes villain was so hated that they came up with a game where you go, are you there, Moriarty? And when the other person says yes, you just fuck him up with the newspaper. Who, are, who was playing these games? I had to ask, who was? I don't like, know. What's fun, what's fun about this? Are you there, Morty? Yes. I fucking hit you as hard as I fucking can. In the nose. Well, they, they didn't have uh, <laughs> Super Mario back then. Times were tough. Yeah. yeah. It's basically beat the shit out of everybody. Literally, literally you. the titles for one of the websites I got this off of was like games people played before there were video <laughs> games. It's basically beat the person next to you as hard as you can. Yeah. But have an excuse for doing so. We haven't even gotten some of the best ones yet, Andrew. Are you fair, Morty? <laughs> All right. Game three. In this game, the host of the party fetches a large serving dish. Then, a mountain of flour is assembled, roughly two feet high, and a bullet is placed at its summit, balanced precariously. What? Each player takes turns poking at the flour, causing minor flour avalanches that eventually lead the bullet to falling deep within the recesses of the flour mountain. (laughs) The player whose avalanche caused the bullet to fall (laughs) must place their hands behind their back and slam their face into the flour mountain. Digging around, using only their face and mouth, and retrieve the bullet with their teeth. I don't go. This game sounds pretty alright to me, actually. <laughs> it's like early Jenga, basically. Yeah. But you have Jenga to stick your idiots. face in flour and get a bullet. bullet. Yeah, I almost. Bobbing for Apples was almost one of the fake titles. So was Jenga, actually, but I took them both out because I like Victorian phrases, so I'd rather have those in. Um. Also, apparently this was really dangerous because once you stuck your face in, if you inhaled too much, you would choke on the flower and die. So that's fun. I'm glad they did this game to kind of uh, take down the population a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. We should take it up again today, really. 
Uh, okay, so is this game called A, Dizzy Age, B, Got the Morbs, C, Bullet Pudding, or D, Cat Lap? I feel like people were dumber back then, so I was leaning towards Bullet Pudding, but Cat Lap is so dumb that it has to be it. This has yeah, to be I Cat Lap. I also think Cat Lap. I'm going to go with that, too. <laughs> nope. It's uh, Bullet Pudding. Ah, uh, you fucking... You dumb motherfuckers back then. <laughs> if I could take a time machine and smack you on the face, I would. You fucking uh, morons. What kind of dumb games are you playing back then? <laughs> fucking morons. Oh my They're god. amazing though, right? Maybe what they the were all like, people out thinking? Of a, a Victorian era gaming jam where it was like a whole weekend where they had only had a weekend or a day to come up with. Well, they have like, probably have a convention. No one's showered for like, they probably had like the early gaming conventions like we have now. And no one had showered for weeks. There's no air conditioning. And everyone just smells like garbage. And they're like, all right, let's pop this bullet. Um, you got your early version of Tito's. <laughs> what catlap actually means is it's a London society term for tea and coffee used scornfully by drinkers of beer and strong liquors. Oh, Jesus. In club life, it is one of the names given to champagne by men who prefer stronger liquors. <laughs> Give me some of that cat lap, love. So if basically you're not a fucking alcoholic, you're drinking cat lap. Um, all right. Question four, which is my favorite game, personally. And some of the art for this one is so good. Um, I've seen, like, three separate drawings of this game, and I love them so much. All right. I'm so glad everything's so related to the Beatles. One person sits in a chair while the main player puts their head in their lap. Uh, one by one, everyone comes up behind them and kicks them. The object of the game is for the person being kicked to correctly guess who just kicked them. If they get it right, the person they identified is now the punching bag. <laughs> so again, this basically just beat the shit out of everyone you yep. know. <laughs> yep. Is this game called A. Hot Cockles. B, Bricky, C, Spank the Monkey, or D, Please, sir, can I have some more? Jesus. <laughs> uh, since I'm such a Peter Gabriel fan, I'm gonna have to go with Spank the Monkey. Uh, okay. There's two options again. Hot Cockles and Bricky. Uh, you go with Bricky. You're both wrong. It's uh, hot cockles. Fuck. Oh, God. I couldn't resist when I thought, please, sir, can I have some more? I was like, I have to put this in. I know it's terrible, but I have to. Please, sir, can I have some more? It's just so weirdly dirty, and I love it. Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> oh, so kinky. Uh, what bricky actually means is brave or fearless. Yeah, you idiot. Well, yeah, I just naturally gravitated towards it because, I mean, those are among my chief qualities, of course. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. Game five. The idea, the idea was to take a knife and perform a bunch of trick throws, increasing in difficulty. At the end of each throw, the knife had to stick into the ground. The closer to your foot, the better. If the knife landed in your foot, you automatically won. If your, knife fa- if your knife failed to stick into the ground, the loser would have to fetch 
a piece of wood that the previous winner had driven into the ground using their knife as a hammer, using only their teeth. Are you okay, Andrew? Are you okay? What is this game? (laughs) Who's having fun? I can only imagine that it wasn't just the society types making these games up, but like maybe the sort of like grimy, you know, never do wells and, and very dark uh, British pubs. No, no, no. Is it society people making these games up? So you go, give the give the commoner something to play with. Give them knives. They like knives, don't they? Oh, is this game called A. Daddles? B. Mumbly Peg, C, Giggle Mug, or D, oh, Hunting geez. Dog. What last one again? Hunting Dog. I'm going. I don't remember exactly what B was, but it sounded right, so I'm going with B. B. Is Mumbly it was Peg? Mumbly it's Peg. My choice. Yeah. All right, you got it right. It's Mumbly Peg. Oh yeah! High five, Lynch. Mm. Yep. Just fucking throw a knife. Just do it. Just Fucking throw that knife. Can we describe what mumbly peg would mean? Like, what? I think it's because you're trying to get this piece of wood out of the ground with your teeth. So you're mumbling around the peg, right? The the wood was called the mumbly peg. I think British people were just dumber back then. <laughs> I mean, they fucked up almost half the world back sure. then. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, this was uh, the time their empire was on a beginning of a decline. It's basically the cockney people are taking over and saying, Oi, oi, all right then, what we play now? Let's throw this knife into our legs, all right? Um, all right, game number six. One person is given a bell while everyone else blindfolds themselves. They sneak around the room, periodically ringing the bell, while everyone else tries to use the sound of the bell to lunge toward them and catch them. What? Is this one A, Marco Polo, B, the bellman, C, alms, or D, church bells? I think it's a trick. I'm going to go with alms. Alms, I'm okay. Go church bells. All right. You're both wrong. It's just the bellman. Fucking dumb British people. You fucking dumb motherfuckers. I like that you picked alms because I was like, yeah. You, they would belittle. They would belittle poor people. That's a thing they would do. No wonder why your fucking empire crashed. You fucking Neanderthals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh boy. Okay. This Listen, is. Listen, I've been drinking, so I'm gonna say how I really feel about England hey. right now. All right. Here's the best game, you guys. Here it is. You ready? Number seven. Two people get down on all fours, tie belts around their necks, and then try to strangle each other. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the. Literally, that's it. <laughs> okay. The, the article it? was even like, the article was even like, I don't know what the point of this is besides killing your friends. Is it called Jack Off? It's called either A, Bow Wow Mutton. Jesus. B, Shake a Flannon. C, Nanty Narking. Or D, Dog Fight. This is the most British fucking questions we ever had yet. <laughs> I feel like progressively more British after discerning these questions. Mm-hmm. Like I want some scones. Oh, you're I want right, some mate. tea. I want some oh. crumpets. 
You want to answer the question? I want eh? a fucking bloody Guinness, mate. Answer the question. I don't trying even, to be northern, but my northern accent needs work. So. I don't even remember any of the questions. I don't remember any of the answers. I know I've already probably lost. I'm going to say A. Don't even say it. Don't even tell me what I it was. I was also going to say okay. A. God damn okay. it, all. <laughs> uh, You guys answered Bow Wow Mutton. The correct answer is Dogfight. Uh, oh, that's why I, that's what I, meant. I, I meant D. Getting right to the fucking point with that one. I said it wrong. I meant D. So just fucking... My, if you Get on change, the floor. If you could just change my answer to D, you will be great. Oh, yeah. I'll be sure to do that. Um, all right. We've got two more. Oh, shit. I thought we were done. Eight. The games start by wrangling two people, what? binding their wrists and ankles with sturdy rope, bringing their wrists down around their knees, and then sticking a stick above the forearm, under the knees, no, and out not. on top of the forearm. Let's not do this. Let's you then put two people about this way, toe-to-toe, and watch them try to tip each other over. Fucking dumb people. Jesus. Is this called A? Is this, is this their earliest version of American Gladiators? Yes. Is this called A? Trust foul. B. Doing the bear. C. Collie shangles. Or D. Batty fang. Batty fang? Batty fang. B A T T Y fang. The explanation of this game isn't like two contestants, it's just wrangle two people. Find two people and commit. <laughs> two people off the street who are just too drunk. Who Find are too people, drunk to care anymore. Tie them up and make them knock each other over. Done. Yo, drink these. Oh, wait, my British accent failed so completely. I don't know what happened. I went into different. Oh, okay, hand. Let me get a character. Yeah, mate. I'm British. I'm, I'm British. I'm British. Oi, get together then. Get them tie on. motherfuckers up, huh? Got to tie them all up. Get the fucking knock each other over, eh? I think I might have drunk too much. Do you remember the question? So I'm going to say C. C is the answer. Collie shangles? Collie shangles. Okay. So dumb it has to be Uh, right. Well. uh, well, I'd like to say that there is... uh, There is definitely a strategy here in which when you have two contestants, as long as one person gets ahead, as long as you answer the same question every round, (laughs) you are guaranteed a space. So I'm going to say uh, uh, C as well. Okay. Will's just cheating his way through. Uh, The correct answer was trust foul, although I wish it was doing the bear because that's my favorite one. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering where that would have come from. Doing the bear means courting that involves hugging, which I love. Nothing wrong with Collie shangles means quarrels. So that one actually kind of makes sense. That sounds, but. yeah, like something someone with a thick accent would say. It's a Scottish word for quarrels or rows, but taken from fights between dogs. Andrew has disappeared. Andrew has turned into a chair. We still have one more, though. Andrew. Yeah, I'm glad he told us that he was leaving, so we... Uh, okay, uh, anyway, yeah, you're winning, Will, so that's cool. <laughs> hey, any chance I can bring this girl I'm dating on to a future episode? Uh, probably. She wants to play, I told her about it. She wanted to do this one, but she messaged me too late, so. Uh, yeah, Andrew uh, typically wrangles the guests, so I'm sure he probably wouldn't be. Uh, hey, Andrew. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just, Andrew, is it cool if I invite someone to the next episode or no no go, go. 
for it. Okay. Sorry, I had to go to the bathroom really quick. Okay, that's fine. Um, I drank a lot, so you know what I mean? That goes very fast. Sure. Um, uh, Where are we? We're on the last question. I was just asking. Oh, did I lose the question? Uh, the correct answer was trust foul. Did Will but get wish, it right? Which is I, the most important? No, he guessed the same thing as you, so... <laughs> idiot but my favorite is b doing the bear which means courting that involves hugging so is d the answer so scandalous no it was a oh and you said c d was batty fang which means uh oh that was the fucking answer no no no, no. the correct answer was um the correct answer was trust foul should we edit this out <laughs> but batty fang means this is all unusable Batty fang is a low London phrase meaning to thrash thoroughly. Gross. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Do, 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 do. Um, all right. Game nine. One person is assigned as the boss and everyone else stands in rank and file formation and strictly follows any orders the boss gives. He then gives them commands for a while until everyone is bored. And then the game ends by him commanding everyone to get down on one knee. He then walks over to the person that is furthest to the left or right and pushes them inward so they crash into the next person and everyone falls over like dominoes. This is the most fucked up game I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Is this called A. Shoot into the brown B. Umble come stumble or C. Prussian exercises or D. Mutton shunter feels more racist than it sounds. So I'm going to say Prussian. C. Uh, I'm going to say B. Humble come stumble. <laughs> All right. Andrew got it right. It's Prussian exercises. Yay. Good job, Andrew. Uh, so that gives us uh, one. Is it tied? I yeah. feel like it's tied. It is. It's a tie. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. How do we break this? Um, um, how about I, I could give you a, one of these Victorian phrases and see who can guess closer to what it means. Yeah, just give us a Victorian phrase and we'll see who has a better example of what it means. Okay. Okay. How about... We'll can go first though. Okay. How about jammiest bits of jam? Jammiest bits of jam. Uh, would those be like the, like the um, sort of the remnants of jam in a jar of jam? You're like a little kind of congealed, more congealed than the rest of the jam. It'd be like stuck on the sides or on the lid. This is a very get off the stage. This is a very literal uh, interpretation. Mm-hmm. How about you, Andrew? I feel like this is when you've gotten into so much trouble. You've been to a jam. See, I think you're looking too too literally. I think it's figuratively it speaking. Is. Where you got into a problem, you got in so deep into it, you're just jammed up into it. Just jammed. Mm, mm, mm. Too much. The, too much de- jam. The definition is absolutely perfect young females. Cause it's uh, real gross and creepy. Oh, uh, so we're very, very far away from the definition of that. Yeah. I'll how about another one? Yeah, please. Okay. How about not up to dick? Uh, not up to dick. Uh, 
Not up to dick. I'm going to guess it could be like saying you're not really up to anything, but I'm going to say like not up to standards. Mm-hmm. Can I steal his answer? Because that was my answer. <laughs> you're both wrong anyway. It means sick. Uh, oh, yeah, I get it now. Well, technically, isn't not up to standards the same thing? Like, you're not up to nominal health. You're not up to standards. We'll move on to the next one. Here's one that was actually in an earlier question, but I really like the definition. Gas pipes. It's slang. It's very non-literal. Say it's a butt. Come on, well, you got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say maybe it's someone singing. They sing well. They have great gas pipes. Uh, I'm going to say Will is closer for this one. <laughs> what? Uh, he said butt. That's not close. <laughs> the actual definition is a term for especially tight pants. <laughs> That's not close. That's bullshit. Okay, okay. I'll do another one. I'm okay, not I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Um, you sing out of your butt, too. When you fart. Ooh, this is kind of Beatles related. Uh, or uh, What is a parish pickaxe? I'm going to go first. I'm going to say it's a guitar. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's a bass. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, it's a prominent nose. Like Ringo's. The ugo of the band Ringo. Uh, you guys are both terrible at this game. We're not very, very versed in our uh, Victorian English. Growing up in yeah. the States, the colonies. If you had to... Okay, okay. This is one of the ones that I... Eh, you probably can't remember them all. Never mind. You know what would be a great game? If you had to describe the plot to Mordecai. <laughs> the plot of Mordecai? Yeah. Describe the blood of Mordecai. Uh, Do it. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Giant Death plays Mordecai. Uh-huh. He's a Dabner art dealer. Mm-hmm. And he grew a mustache. And now his wife is like, hey, bro, what's the deal with the mustache? He's like, come on. Ladies love it. And it turns out, ladies do not love it. As well do gentlemen. They don't like it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has to solve the case. With the help of his best friend Obi Wan Kenobi, and then um, and his mustache, I assume. Yeah, his mustache, and Obi Wan Kenobi probably has a mustache too. I don't know. I didn't see the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I avoided everything because it looks like toxic garbage. Uh, then he solves the case using know-how and his mustache, mm-hmm. and then he wins. And then him and Gwyneth Paltrow kiss. And then mm-hmm. the movie ends, and then uh, they set up a sequel that will never happen because the movie's going to bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, well. Mordecai is the story of a mustache on Johnny Depp's face, and uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp is married to Gwyneth Paltrow, and Gwyneth Paltrow is disgusted by the mustache, and the mustache is very sad. But uh, Johnny Depp uh, become, learns that he's uh, in very big debt uh, to the, uh, I think... Um, you know the, the British government and he goes to America to sell his car and he's accompanied by his driver <laughs> played by uh, the guy from 
Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul Bettany. I'm laughing already. His name is Jockstrap. to solve some crime of some sort. And in the end, uh, Mustache lives happily ever after. I'm going to be honest. I liked Will's plot sauces better because he made it about the mustache. <laughs> like, he made the mustache the main character, but... Oof. What's the answer? Who's going to win? What? I don't know what the fucking plot of Mordecai is. <laughs> Why are you asking me this pick, like I know the pick answer? Pick what your heart desires. You didn't even give a recommendation, Andrew. And I already said I like that he made the plot the mustache the main character. I never so recommended fucking... the movie. He never recommended the movie either. This is this is garbage. This is... So this fuck is... you, Andrew. Okay. He did recommend a movie. What are you talking about? You're the one who didn't have a recommendation ready. I said, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Andrew. How much did you drink? Not enough to talk about Mordecai. Uh, I feel bad. I'm going to give it to Will. Fuck you. Oh, Sorry. No. My recommendation that I still haven't figured out is gone forever. You should have made it about the mustache. What was the recommendation again? Uh, oh, a film called Das Boot. A German film about... Uh, Jesus. Submarines in World War II. I don't watch foreign movies because I have to read. <laughs> in America, I shouldn't have to read. I ever watch a movie like Mordecai, real American movie. <laughs> well, we could. I like having something. Here's a thought, or not a thought. Here's a question. So you're so you're very against subtitles, then, Andrew? Oh, religiously. Because <laughs> I like subtitles on for like everything. Oh my god, I can't. If I see not a like, subtitle, I'll leave the room. I won't. I can't stand it. Not like, not like for a first viewing of something. Like I wouldn't want movie theaters to have subtitles. But what I've found is a lot of times there's either funny stuff in the subtitles or like background noises that I couldn't pick up on because I have like, I don't know. I can't focus very well on background. Like, well, talking. I was watching Team America with Zoe, mm-hmm. and it was already very amusing because she did not find the movie amusing at all. <laughs> So it was very funny hearing her action, especially to the vomiting scene that lasted about a minute and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So hearing her like, tell me when it's going away, tell me when it goes away, it was very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of subtitles are like, theme is uh, heroic, emotional now, mm-hmm. sweeping score, very yeah. funny. See, that's the shit I do like. And I'm like, I, and also sometimes I don't understand the line until I see it written down because like my brain just can't process it properly. So I don't know. I find them really useful. Will, what do you uh, think? Well, I, I will allow for anyone's personal taste. We live in an era in which we all have uh, choice over how we view things and that we can watch things with subtitles. Roe v. Wade. What have you. I, Privacy mm-hmm. in our homes. Uh, I personally uh, I, I like subtitles when watching a film <laughs> in a foreign language. Endless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will often watch maybe an animated uh, foreign production uh, with a dubbed track, mm-hmm. depending on. Uh, I subs, like subs not dubs. Subs not dubs. Subs was, not dubs. Miyazaki has usually has really good dubs, so I don't mind them as much. The one thing I'm not, the one thing I didn't really care about was when I watched. Uh, what was that called? Triplets of Belleville doesn't have enough talking for it to really matter. Yeah, not exactly. It's like maybe like I, two lines I don't think I watched that, that subbed or dubbed. I think I yeah. just watched that straight yeah. up. Triplets of Belleville is a fucking great movie. Let's just say it right It's now. super weird, but like uh, really good. I saw that in theaters too with my dad. He did not enjoy it at all, but I loved it. 
I was a very weird 14-year-old. My mom and I watched it together. I, uh... We both liked I, it. I preferred the, the Illusionist, uh, which is actually mm-hmm. even less... Oh, I've seen that too, yeah. It's alright. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed that movie. Not great, well, Have you guys seen... Great. Have I asked this before? I might have asked this before. Have you guys seen A Town Called Panic? No, I really strong? want to. Uh, Leonard Maltin had his podcast, and I'm like... And I wanted to see the movie before, but he really sold me on it because it sounds ridiculously hilarious. I've seen it several times. It's really funny. It's really short, but it's like really, it's just like ridiculous. And that's a movie I couldn't see enjoying if it had been dubbed because I feel I feel like the original voices are like Night important to it. Already. Because, like, they've done a, TV, a really short TV show before they did the movie, yeah. so the voices felt very integral to the characters, so I wouldn't have wanted them to change, you know? I, Either way, I, subs, not dubs. So. The only dubs I will accept over subs is Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Mm. I'm also anime trash, so, like, don't su- don't don't dub my anime, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I, well, you've seen Cowboy Bebop, obviously, right? Have I? I don't know. Well, Maybe. wait, wait. You have not seen Cowboy Bebop? I don't know. I'm anime trash because my best friend sends me things to watch, so I don't know. Well, you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop? I don't know. Is my go- know. one of my favorite shows? That- well, this might change your recommendation, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think a little too late in the game for that. Um. Well, no, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I, I technically, I own this podcast and all the rights <laughs> to it, so... I'll allow you to change your answer whenever you feel like it. Belongs to the thin white dudes, which is a name that I coined. <laughs> Was it really? Agreed on it. Oh, so we have half say. Listen, Dylan, listen. I'll allow you as a partner in this podcast project if you say he could change his title. If he could change the. What are we talking about again? Wait, I get to I get to call this my podcast. Uh, you could say you own part of a podcast. Oh, I mean, I already said that about a talking cast, so yeah. You own one-fourth? One-fourth. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not going to let Andrew weasel out of watching DOS Boot, so I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> no. Okay. I promise, I, I promise I'll watch Cowboy Bebop, though, okay? It's a good show. It's really good. For okay. real. Best show. It can't be better than Sailor Moon, but I, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Might be a little bit better than Sailor Moon. Ooh, Sailor Moon. All right. Anyway, is that, is that is that Sailor Moon? Yes. I never seen Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's really good. Is it based on a true story? Magical girls, so good. So, also, also canon lesbians in the original. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like the nineties. But then the American subbed version yeah. cut them out. Japanese. Oh, well, of course. Version. The American well, well, dubbed version cut them out. Rather, sorry. They would not air that in the. I know. States. It was so angry. They made and them the cousins. Colonies. They need them cousins, which is super weird. Like, <laughs> of course America like, would make them cousins. Really flirty. I'm cousins. like, oh, yeah, no, this is gross. Is this acceptable? <laughs> we have a term here, kissing cousins. But they're still both girls, so I don't really understand what that achieved. But whatever. Kissing cousins. Ooh, baby. Ugh. Now you sold me on the show. It's really good, though. Um, it's very, it's like they're very strong women. Who, this, is, this is not a podcast about Sailor Moon. I'll suggest it for the future. Okay. I would watch it, probably. Anyway, so that uh, brings us to the end of this episode. Next time we're watching Das Boot, as suggested by Will, who Great. will be our host for that. Yeah. Good luck so, coming up with a trivia question for that, you piece of shit. All the trivia <laughs> questions will be in German. <laughs> Fine. Okay, great. I'll get my friend who lived in Germany for a while to help me out then. Ooh, Deutschland. Cool. Okay. The real Deutschland. 
Yeah, she did live Call in back. Deutschland. Hi, Caroline, if you listen to this. Hello. Uh, I don't she think she's listening won't. to this up to this point, at least. <laughs> if I listen to five minutes, like, oh, I, I get the point. Click yeah. out. Delete. Anyways, so Hi that is the forever. end of this episode of On Your Mark, Get Set, Review. We will see you all next time. Uh, yep. If you would like to contact us at... Uh, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, Will? What are you doing? Doing a social media plug. Don't, don't you have a... a keyword at the end of this or something or a macro you use oh, at the end of this? do you want me to start using that instead uh depends here's my social media plug follow me on twitter oh and at miss dylan reed i uh, am hilarious you have a podcast to plug don't you i do i'm, well, I'm also on a talking cast we're uh like 30 something episodes in now 30 um, up steep we review uh, the very bad movie, A Talking Cat, minute by minute. We got mentioned on another podcast recently. They didn't remember what the movie we watched was or the name of our podcast, but they were but definitely talking They, talk- they, they remembered that about you us. existed. They were definitely talking about us. Reading Wheat knows you exist. So that was really And so does uh, The Worst Idea of All Time, Will's favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah, they were on they, the. They're on they, Reading Weep. They were on Read It and Weep, and then uh, they were like, there must be a better way to do this. There's one that does a bad movie minute by minute. And I was like, that's us. That's us. There's only one of you guys out there. It was very exciting. Anyways. Unless there's someone who's covering Home Alone 3 minute by minute. (laughs) If not, I call dibs. Okay. Well, that's my point. I got a lot of things to say about Home Alone 3. I'm going to start right now. (laughs) Number one, it ain't Home Alone 2. Just speed this out. Just fade this out. Fade this out. Fade this out. Number three. It ain't in the house. Number four, it's got parrots. Goodbye, everybody. Number five, thanks for joining us. It's got Christmas in it. Number six, secular holidays. Number seven, nannies. Number eight, uh, he's home alone for real instead of being home alone on vacation. Number nine, he's not in New York. Number ten, stakes are raised.